Odds are you've seen him before. Perhaps on the gridiron. Maybe at a gym somewhere. Or you might have even seen him on TV, starring beside the likes of Mark Wahlberg and Post Malone. Who is he? Where is he? Well, he's right here, working in West Warwick Public Schools, just where he's been for the past 26 years. And we'll meet him right now on this episode. This is the Words with Wizards podcast, your look at the world through the lens of West Warwick High School. It's where we talk to interesting people, visit cool places, and sometimes hit on a big story. And at the end of it all, you'll learn a little more about what's going on in the land of the orange and black. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This is episode 9, and today is Monday, October 12th. We've had a lot of heavy stuff going on lately. 2020 hasn't exactly been filled with giggles and grins. I promote this show as your look at what's going on at West Warwick High School. So almost anything West Warwick related is fair game. Sometimes the show focuses on things that have a connection with the town or high school. Other times it's about something with a connection to me. Or it might simply be something that I think my audience will find interesting. This episode has a little bit of all of those things. I caught up with an old friend of mine, somebody I've known since well before I became a teacher about 16 years ago. Chris Torum is a school psychologist for West Warwick Public Schools who has tried his hand at just about everything, semi-professional football, powerlifting, and acting in plays to name a few. But also, he's appeared in movies and on TV shows such as Nosferatu, some of which was filmed here in West Warwick. But that just scratches the surface of this very interesting guy. I caught up with him virtually to find out more about his many talents. How did you get into acting? I have Crohn's disease. I've been operated on 40 uh, times, over 40. And I have a very severe case. I was 130 pounds, uh, 2015. I took a lot of time out of work. Um, it was about a 50-50 shot whether I li- lived or died. And um, I uh, was looking at law and order. I was in the ICU after a, a series of observations, uh, excuse me, operations. So uh, I was looking at the law and order episode and I said, you know, I could do that. I said to myself, Many things have been taken away. I mean, you know, previous to this, you know, I did a lot of powerlifting and I played semi-pro football and whatnot. And um, I I said, I may not be able to get back to doing that. And if I can't, I have to replace it in my life. I can't. When you have adversity of that magnitude, especially post-traumatic and life-threatening, you can't just work harder at the things you already do and to accept your losses, you need to replace something. You need to do something to breathe new life into your energy of recovery and fighting and all of that. So I said, if I can be in one movie, TV, something, I'll be satisfied. I began a short film, uh, which I wasn't paid for, but they paid for everything, two free trips to LA uh, in 2017, finished in 2018. Uh, Mark Wahlberg uh, put out a uh, flyer and all call for headshots of people with tough faces. 
And um, out of thousands of applicants, they picked me. And oh. I'm in Spencer for hire. Only my arms made it in, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I'm in a cell next to Post Malone, and Mark Wahlberg's talking to Post Malone. And, you know, so you can see my arms, but you can't really see me. And that's the name of that tune. But anyways, that's how I got in Boston casting, because I was chosen as a guy with a tough face who, uh, you know, um, can be a, a small extra part. Great. How did you like doing that? Did you get to meet uh, Wahlberg and all those people? Okay, so I, I met both of them, um, as well as, you know, uh, a bunch of other people. Um, like I was in a movie, uh, a film Love Life with Anna Kendrick, but I never met her. Um, I, I was in um, Deuce with uh, James Franco. I met him, but, but just very briefly. Um, Post Malone, high energy, shaking my hand, whatever. Now, I have to say, sorry, Post, I didn't know who he was. And people came up to me and said, how do you rate? And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, you know who that was? I said, I don't know. <laughs> he goes, Post Malone. I go, really? I still didn't know who he was. I had to look it up. Yeah. But anyways, um, but I'm in the Walpole prison and uh, Mark Wahlberg walks in. Now, you know, like I know who he is, but he doesn't know me. I mean, I'm kind of giving him a smile, but you know, not hey, how you doing? And this is we're, we're, this is business, you know. And you're yeah. an extra, and the stars need to be left alone to do what they need to do, and yeah. and they don't want to like hang with you, you know, yeah. unless yeah. they re reciprocate, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, J.K. Simmons, uh, uh, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two, and he was also yeah. Commissioner the promise. In, in Batman. Uh, yeah, he um, I had a scene with him in defending Jacob and he was very nice, talkative and whatever. And so uh, hence I responded. But Mark Wahlberg walks in now. Mark Wahlberg is walking into maximum security prison. He sees me in a prisoner outfit. He doesn't know I'm an actor. He could, I could have been a prisoner. So he was very in character, focused and not very congenial. Um, so then I see him again and I smile again and he does not return even a smile. And I'm like, okay, he thinks I'm a weirdo. I am so not smiling at this guy ever again. I'm just going to leave him alone. We're doing the scene where I'm in the uh, cell uh, next to Post Malone. Actually, they had, there's an empty cell between us. And um, I'm on the the top floor of uh, Walpole Maximum Security Prison, I turn around and I hit somebody hard, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> and I go, oh, excuse me. And then I see it was him. And then I say something stupid like, oh, it's you. Really, <laughs> excuse me. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm making this so worse. Like, this guy hates me. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even know me. Yeah. Um, so we do the scene and he walks out and he has no smile on his face and he walks right up to me and he goes, put out his hand, smile and says, Hey, good job today. <laughs> and I thought he was going to stay the F out of my way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was actually very personable and very nice. We'd like to recognize a couple of sponsors for the media broadcasting and journalism pathway at the high school. Gold Star Retirement and Insurance, and Alex Smith. When your family buys insurance through Gold Star, you help build a sustainable resource for Rhode Island educators. The Gold Star team believes everybody deserves peace of mind. Contact Alex Smith 
at alex.smith at horaceman.com. That's H-O-R-A-C-E-M-A-N-N.com. And the Arctic Playhouse, located at 117 Washington Street in West Warwick. Links to both businesses are at the bottom of the YouTube version of this podcast. Now back to the show. Was he a prison uh, guard in that movie, or what? He, would it, what he was visiting Post Malone, who was in prison, and it was uh, originally um, presented as Wonderland, and it was on, I believe, it was Netflix as Spencer for Hire, or gotcha. no, Confidential, and it's based on the TV program Spencer for Hire. Gotcha, gotcha. So you're rubbing elbows with some pretty famous people here. I well, mean, literally rubbing the elbows, yes, but <laughs> not that much. Um, Chris Evans, uh, you know, came in. He's he's on. He's the star in defending Jacobs. But um, the J.K. Simmons, he was really nice, and and actually had I had a conversation with him. Didn't he win an Oscar for uh, being a band director in a movie a couple of years back? I think he. I think he, he was been in a thousand things. Yeah. J.K. Uh, uh, he has been in a thousand things. He was SCOTUS on a Law and Order. SVU, the original psychologist, and then he he did a, a number of different things, and uh, he's probably best known for we we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two the commercial, yeah. you know the insurance, but he's also in Justice League. Uh, he's Commissioner Gordon. Oh, that's right, so, and um, he was in uh, Terminator Genesis as. Uh, he's been in a thousand. Years. Really, really a very nice, nice outgoing person. I did the WWE stuff. A long time ago when um, people don't know this when um, they didn't have stars go against each other so they would have one guy in the ring no introduction and a star would come out and beat the crap out of him <laughs> and um, then uh, the star would walk off and 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 you know the nobody would 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 be carried off and because I was like 18 years old and I could take a beating so um, that that was me but it was only like you know, a few times. Who uh, any any famous names that I might know that you went against? Well, Greg the Hammer Valentine, uh, mm. the executioner, um, Private Terry Daniels, who you probably wouldn't know him, but you would know his tag team partner, Sergeant Slaughter. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the executioner uh, was the guy that wore the hood, and the reason he wore the hood is because he um, uh, promised his father he would never wrestle. Yeah. yeah. So was he doing it on the down low? Yeah. Oh wow. He didn't want to say so he says, I'll go into wrestling and I'll I'll do it, but I can't let my dad see this. So they go, Well, we're gonna make you the executioner. Uh and you wear a hood. And I'm like and he was like, Oh, great, you know. Yeah. Uh, you and I you and I went to the same gym Apollo fitness years yeah. ago. That's yeah. when we first met. Yep. Way before I was doing this, and then yeah. I ran into you again here. Yeah. Um and back then, you were—I um, think you were still playing semi-pro ball, and, oh, yeah. and you were—you were pretty good. In fact, in the EFL, uh, I'm the all-time leading sack, sack leader. So, yeah, oh, that's great. And um, so, EFL—does um, that still around? Eastern Football League, and it just folded, I believe, this year. Yeah. Um, in the Eastern Football League. Um, uh, they had a lot of ex-pros play. Um, n not too many people went to the pros for, from our, our league, but uh, a lot of uh, players just to keep in the game um, went down. Jim Bowman from the Patriots, uh, Mike Ruth uh, from also the Patriots. No, 
I'm sorry, the Cardinals. Uh, Lance Oberding went in the seventh round to Cincinnati. And it's an interesting thing because uh, I went up against him. He was the tackle at six, seven, 300 pounds plus. And I was the uh, defensive end at 210 pounds, maybe at that time, you know, 5'10". Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I, I have, I have a hurry, but I missed the sack and it would have been nice to say I got a sack off a pro left tackle, but yeah. I cannot say that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, well, that's, hey, a hurry, a hurry can be just as uh, effective, you know, Absolutely. incompletion, interception. In one of the one of the years that I led the league in sacks, Kevin Smith uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers played behind me as corner. And let me tell you, uh, when you have that extra second, because uh, he's got the guy blanketed, um, that is quite important. I mean, it's a team. I believe football is the ultimate team sport. But you know. yeah, and you mentioned Kevin Smith. He was at URI when I was there. It was he was at uh, graduated from Rogers, then went to URI where. Uh, okay. The old Yankee conference. I think he led in interceptions or passed. He was very good. And uh, I got a chance to interview him when he went to the Steelers. He he had the fortune of being the yep. last guy under Noel. Uh, he played for two years, the last one under Noel and the first one under Cower. Wow, I didn't and, know. Yeah, and uh, wow. that was something else. So, you know, so you were in good company. You're playing with people who can play. And even, oh, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of people that play, even, even if you don't make the NFL, there's a lot of really good players out there. Uh, what was filming Nosferatu like? I mean, they just canceled it after two seasons. Yep. It was pretty cool to turn it on and see yep. uh, the street. I uh, drive down to Dunkin' Donuts when I'm on my prep, <laughs> you know, uh, on TV. Uh, what was that like? So I I would say that that was very disappointing. Yeah. Uh, filming it, not to say that the actors and actresses uh, weren't good. That girl that that plays uh, the, the star, she's really phenomenal. Now she's very emotional, but that's her character. So uh, she she's awesome. I was very impressed with her, and and really uh, you know liked uh, the actors. Um, one time I was scolded because I went into the wrong tent um, and it was just them and they were getting their, you know, breakfast uh, cooked for them and whatnot. And, uh, and they're like, oh, the extras are, and I'm like, I was just looking for the coffee. Sorry. And they go, oh, no, no problem. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but um, I have been in uh, seven of those. And you can only recognize me in one. I'm a blurry over the shoulder, uh, which is fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, yeah. you know, in other words, uh, people love doing extra work and whatever, but I don't want to just do extra work. I'd rather be in 10 short films than in one extra where, you know, I mean, you really can't even see me and whatever. And I, uh, I, I did a film where uh, I, I was the lead in the Valapia video, okay? And then they did another scene and they, Want, and they wanted me to do just extra work where they didn't see me. And I'm like, absolutely. I'm a team player. You know what I mean? Like, you know that. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, so in other words, I, I, it's not a matter of pursuing stardom, but um, for me to either take off work, which is obviously limited, I can't be taken off all the time, uh, or, you know, uh, to stay till two in the morning and then see the film come out and say, you see this red light and that blur, that's me, you know? <laughs> I, 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 I thought that was great learning experiences and I made excellent connections networking, but I had already stopped. 
I had to have a conversation with uh, the principals about, listen, this is my priority. This is what I love doing. I love my, you know, I, I get on Facebook every once in a while. Oh, that's awesome. You were in this film. Follow your dreams. I'm like, my dreams are for kids to come in happy, healthy, ready to learn and to be safe. That's what my dreams are. I mean, this is a side thing that I really love doing. Yeah. How do you feel now? How do you feel now? Yeah. So my Crohn's is okay. Um, I have to have three operations uh, and um, there's no question about that. Uh, but uh, I am so like post-traumatized from hospitals. I avoid them like the plague. So what I do is I grind up my food every night and um, that helps it just all move through. And yeah. um, I used to eat one meal a day uh, and then I started getting headaches. So now I have to eat during the day, but um, uh, I only eat, you know, chicken, fish, turkey, rice, bread. And then I can have like just the sugar, flour and water, you know, uh, cupcake because that just goes right through you anyways, you know, that's yeah. Uh, there's no, there's no problem with uh, being stopped up and, and, and a lot of mine is scar tissue too. Yeah. So with a modified lifestyle, I'm doing really well, you know, That's great. Um, but uh, I do have those lingering. And by the way, any day I could break and I will have no choice and I can, I have to go in. So, um, you know, uh, we are all living in a COVID society where we wake up and we don't know if we're going to have school. We don't know if there's going to be back to a phase. We don't, we don't know. Um, but that I kind of have that looming over my head every day, but, but right yeah. now I'm, my Crohn's is, is, uh, well controlled better than probably it has been in the past. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I'm appreciative of that at this point. Uh, if you got COVID, I mean, it could affect you more than because you have the Crohn's as well. It could yeah, affect you more. It's an autoimmune disease. I could have definitely opted for distant. Never entered my mind. Hmm. Why? I, I, I've overcome so many things that COVID's not going to kill me. I'm convinced of that. Mm -hmm. I'll be it. And, and you, uh, part of your job is connecting with a lot of kids and making sure, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know, being there for them. And it's hard to be there from the other side of a computer screen. Yeah. I, I really, I mean, most people feel that that's not really an effective way of, of doing things. I mean, uh, and, and we have to live with our limitations obviously. And so we have to do the best we can under, you know, the circumstances, but no, that's not the way I wanted to do it. You're looking toward the future. You're just going to keep going until you've, don't feel like doing it anymore? So as you had said, um, I'm always going to be doing something. I, I can't just, you know, sit around. In fact, I, I really almost went nuts, um, you know, uh, with depression uh, in March and April because it was just, I can't sit still and do nothing. I don't have to be rushing to do everything, but I, you know, um, have uh, uh, two parts. One is uh, that I'm shooting uh, very soon. In fact, actually, it might even be Sunday, but again, all pro COVID protocols have to be followed. So, you know, and I play uh, the uh, mob uh, muscle where I, uh, I don't know, beat up this guy with a gun and I shoot his mother. So... <laughs> And when, you know, I know you, you look tough and I'm not saying you're not tough, but you look mean and you're not mean. I mean, I've known you for, for a long time and you really do have that look, uh, which can be deceiving. Every, <laughs> you know? A lot of people will say to me, you know, you play 
KGB agent, uh, serial killer, uh, this, that, whatever. Okay. Okay. And you're like the nicest person ever. And I said, well, good. I'm glad that that's the whole package that people that know me perceive me that way. Is it kind of fun playing these bad parts? Well, first of all, you have bad and good in you. Everybody does. It's what we do with that. That's important. And so to tap into those parts is fun. Yes. Uh, Brooklyn yeah. Fans is coming out of where I play a Patriots fan in oh. New York City. And um, there's a couple of scenes and that. I put that on Facebook, uh, what I could put on. Yeah. Um, and and uh, as we were, there was eight Patriot fans there. And uh, um, uh, people were driving by saying many nasty things. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. The music for the podcast, including the opening and closing theme and the music in between segments, comes from Wii Video. I also use Twisted Wave to produce the show, which is a product of the media broadcasting and journalism pathway at West Warwick High School. If you're a student listening to this and are interested in learning more about radio, TV, and journalism, then you can contact your guidance counselor. Also, more information is below on the YouTube version of this show. And you can also listen to the podcast on Spotify. The Pathway and shows like this are not possible without your support. Part of being a sponsor is that you and your business can get exposure on this and other Pathway broadcasts. Funding goes toward the purchase of new equipment, student scholarships, and professional development. You can find more information on the sponsorships, which are tax deductible, at the bottom of the YouTube version of this podcast. And on that note, I'd like to thank Gold Star Retirement and Insurance and the Arctic Playhouse for their continued support. That's it for us this week. We'll see you back here in two weeks. Until then, stay safe and stay informed.